We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're gonna follow me on Twitter. And it's Friday, October 20th. We'll be taking a look at the NFL Week 7 slate coming up on Sunday on DraftKings and FanDuel as well. Hit that thumbs up button on your way in the door. You know I'm how much I like the thummy thumbs. Hit the thumbs up button, hit the notification bell, hit the hit everything on your screen on YouTube. Good morning in the chat. Feel free to type in your questions, type in your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Joined as as usual on Fridays for our DFS GPP strategy session. Millie winner. I, I, I always have to preface that. The Millie winner. And uh, you do all the stuff with like a solo ship. You do MMA content here. The, a lot of GPP stuff. Uh, NBA will come up. You'll see, you'll see Squirrel Patrol's name on a lot of content here. Especially the premium stuff at Roto Grinders. And... As his Twitter profile says, probably see him on top of you on the DraftKings and FanDuel leaderboards as well. John, this slate makes makes me like one. Do I do I need to go get like some type of stimulant 
like for for this for for, for watching on Red Zone. It's like I look at this slate and I'm like, where are the good games? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think we have one one like higher total, and I think everything else is like 45 and below. Um, can we can we still call this Fighting Fridays, even if we don't get to UFC? And I don't like we don't I don't want to fight with you, but like we'll just still call it Fighting Fridays. We still want to call it Fighting Fridays. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna fight on some some GPP strategy I'm sure for the slate coming up. We talked last week. Last week, we talked about very similar situation of like a lot of low totals, not much on the board that you're excited about. Do you? We had the Dolphins at least last week, so you were high and like just like no, no Dolphins thirty one implied total. I'm just jamming it in and let run me down. Is there a game like is 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 there really a game like that on this slate? Is is this the type of slate where the total where I I gave you this question last last week that the scoring is low across the board that correlation isn't going to matter as much or is it your attitude is still that yes a lot of these games have low totals but one of them. Out of out of all this ten, all ten of these, one of them may go twenty points over their total. And if you have that game, like in a correlated way, that's how you win the large field GPPs. Yeah, I'm still on the on the track of I, I think you want to be putting a good amount of correlation into your lineups. Maybe not as strongly as I felt last week. Like last week, I was definitely really high on the Dolphins. I really wanted to be over the field on the Dolphins, um, and I ended up. I ended up with Raheem Mostert as my highest owned running back at like 25%. I was less than half the field. <laughs> um, and, but so, you know, this week I, I'm not seeing any team like that. They're like, Oh, I think you need to like jam in this team, but I still think like one of these games will go over its total. I think there's a lot of games with like a much broader, like range of outcomes than, than last week. And maybe even than any other week we've had so far in the season. I think we've got some weather issues, like it's wind, so like might crop up, might not. We don't really know, um, but it could have a major impact. Um, and I think like some of these games, like uh, and I'm thinking about in particular like Washington and the Giants, uh, and like the Raiders and Chicago. Like they've got lower totals, but it's a, I think it's a much broader range of outcomes worth it. Like if you if you play these games a thousand times, they'll probably hit exactly their you know their total or, or approach their total on average. Um, but it could be much lower, could be much higher. And so I think, you know, it's, it's a pretty interesting sleep because we we don't really know what's going to happen. And like scoring being down across the NFL does make things a little bit more variant where like these touchdowns suddenly count a lot more. Um, and we don't necessarily know where they're coming from. I think we're going to be on the same page on this show, the, the, the way that you're talking. So let's let's fighting start. Friday. <laughs> yes, it's fighting Friday, but I don't know how much we're going to fight on this. So let's start with what? Uh, I, I consider three games to be probably the more popular games on the slate. Let's start with the first one, and that's uh, Detroit at Baltimore. We have uh, Jameer Gibbs at uh, 6,300. I know it's questionable, but David Montgomery is going to be out. Craig Reynolds didn't even miss, miss practice. Uh, I think the Lamar side, I think that the, the Lamar plus Flowers plus Andrews is going to be probably the pro- combinatorically – kind of like the highest owned together. How interested are you in this game compared to ownership? Because Lamar at quarterback, obviously, you know, you're paying up at quarterback and there's a lot of cheaper quarterbacks that you could 
play on this slate. With his legs, I mean, his ceiling is unquestioned in this game. Detroit's defense isn't like bad or anything. It's actually pretty decent. The total is only 43 and a half. Can be, this be a game that even at this ownership, I mean, I mean, Zay Flowers has a ceiling. Mark Andrews says that you're paying up in a little bit of tight end. These guys are just a little too cheap on DraftKings, like for their for their mean scores. Same for Jameer Gibbs. So I think they're going to be pretty popular in builds. Are you more likely to lean into this or find a different way to play this game? Uh, I'll probably end up leaning into it. I just, I love playing Lamar Jackson. I do think, so like, People should know, like, I have maybe more of a FanDuel bias than most uh, content providers. Like, I, I you know, play a lot on FanDuel as well as DraftKings. Um, but this well, game this game is going to be popular on FanDuel also. With their, I yeah. think Zay Flowers is under. I think these guys are underpriced on FanDuel also. It's. I think it's more underpriced on FanDuel. Like, it's it's hard to get away from this game. You end up like if you just start running optimal lineups, you end up with a ton of Lamar Jackson, Jameer Gibbs, Zay Flowers, and Amon Ross, St. Brown, even. Uh, and so not maybe not a ton of them on Ross St. Brown, but still a healthy amount. Uh, and that's like before you even start like building in any kind of rules or correlations or anything like that. Uh, so I think the game's going to be very, very popular, but I do like playing Lamar, um, especially on, on FanDuel because like those rushing yards, and those rushing touchdowns from a quarterback on FanDuel where the pricing, it doesn't go like in such a huge range. Um, Lamar is just always such a good FanDuel play. Uh, so I'm um, again definitely not going to be getting away from this game. I'm going to be probably playing you know some Lamar in, in cash and um, in single entry. I think he's going to be tough to get away from on on FanDuel. Like I'll, I'll get away from him in some lineups, uh, but he'll probably be like the primary quarterback. But that's just that's what the ownership is showing too. I think it's like showing like 15 or higher percent on Lamar. Um, I'll probably lean into it. It's it's a wind game too. But like the, my favorite players from this game are probably Lamar and Junior Gibbs, uh, assuming uh, Gibbs gets the start, and the win doesn't necessarily affect them that much. Um, you know, probably not going as much to the Goff side, but I think you can. Um, and so yeah, I'm, I'll probably end up playing this game at the projected ownership, and that might end up putting me a little bit below the actual ownership. Uh, so so we'll see. We'll see how the game goes, but it's not a game I'm necessarily looking to get away from something I've, I've said about Baltimore in the past is that they just score well for DFS because like if you play Lamar and you pair him with Mark Andrews and and Andrews gets a touchdown or two, like that's, that's taking two positions and, and filling them just pretty nicely. Like tight, tight end is not a huge opportunity cost usually. Um, and Lamar just scores so well for DFS, like those, those rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. Right. I think, I think uh, people, if you're building via mean projections in an optimizer, you're gonna get a lot. You're gonna get a lot of this game. Yeah. So if you want less of it, you're gonna to have to find ways to uh, to get different elsewhere or change around your settings or budge. It's just like uh, Squirrel Patrol said. Like if you if you let if you take your hands off the wheel, you're gonna get a lot of this. Another game that we should look at that should be popular is uh, in the late set, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, Josh Palmer is probably going to be very chalky on DraftKings, maybe not as as much on FanDuel at 4,800. Pacheco should get some ownership, but I know I've said throughout the the season that, you know, finding who Mahomes is throwing the ball to to stack the Chiefs is tough. 
but I think I think I could play Mahomes, Tony, Kelsey lineups. It's especially like I like Travis Kelsey on this slate because of Mark Andrews. It's like people are going to like not as many people are going to be punting, like punt punting, right? Because Andrews is going to be popular. So that's 5,700. So if, if a lot of people are playing a $5,700 tight end, like how do I beat that $5,700 tight end? Well, we'll have one with an 8K tight end, right? And we have a we have a week where there's enough value on the board that I could pay up for Mahomes other than every, if everyone's playing Lamar Andrews, like the complete other spectrum is just playing Mahomes and, and Kelsey. And I think guys like Tony, like Rasheed Rice is 4,700. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a little, little pricey for the, these chiefs receivers, but I, I, I think I'm interested in uh if Pacheco is going to be owned, like I, I, it's quite possible Mahomes, Kelsey, these lineups, it's not like they're going to be low owned, but they may be under owned on this slate. And then that's also a way where you could play a chalky Josh Palmer in a correlated way without just like running into, you know, I'm not a big fan of playing, you know, $4,800 chalk wide receivers as one-offs. Yeah. So I think you can, you can play Mahomes Kelsey, obviously always. Um, Mahomes is expensive and he really hasn't been paying off that price. Um, But you can, you know, he's not paying it off until he does. Right. Um, It, I, I don't have a huge amount of interest in playing like peripheral Kansas City guys, and I might end up not playing a ton of Mahomes, uh, just because I think you can just play Travis Kelsey. Like I, I think I'll end up playing a lot of Travis Kelsey, uh, and I'll end up playing a lot of Isaiah Pacheco. I, I don't necessarily want to spend a lot of money guessing on which Chiefs wide receiver it's going to be this week, uh, and so if I'm playing Kelsey. Or Pacheco, I don't know if I need to play Mahomes. Um, like if I want to differentiate off of Mark Andrews, or, or, or sorry, if I want to differentiate off Lamar Jackson, I'll probably go cheaper rather than more expensive. Uh, just because I can go cheaper, probably play Travis Kelsey, and I'm, I might be getting a bunch of the the Chiefs passing offense as it is. Uh, I just I don't know that any Chiefs wide receiver is going to break the slate. Uh, so I don't and also like and also with of- Mahomes, you mentioned you mentioned with Mahomes is that. Like if Mahomes, if Mahomes is the top scoring quarterback, but he is top the top scoring quarterback puts up twenty seven points, like that's that you, you could find a cheap quarterback that put up nineteen and the three thousand dollar difference. You'd rather have the three thousand for the other skill positions, but if you're, you're 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 basically saying that Kelsey at tight end because tight end is such a scarce position. If you get twenty eight points at tight end. Like that's worth a lot more than 28 points at quarterback where there are a lot more quarterbacks that could give you at least 20, but not many tight ends that could give you at least 20. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like the, the range of prices at quarterback is probably greater than the range of outcomes of that, you know, if that makes sense, right? Like, but going from like 8,300 or whatever with, yeah, 8,300 homes down to like, I think there's some plausible, quarterbacks in the 5,000, 6,000 range, like Jordan Love is like 5,800, Geno Smith is 6,000, uh, you know, and and any of them could like put up more points than, than Mahomes, or either of those guys could put up more points than Mahomes, and it wouldn't wouldn't be crazy. Uh, like Travis Kelsey is, has a really good chance of being the highest scoring tight end, just because like he's one of the few tight ends that is really piling up receptions and yards. 
Uh, and he's not just like some kind of touchdown dependent. Yeah, he might hit, you know. Uh, so I'd, I'd much rather play, I think, Kelsey and a cheaper quarterback than play like Mahomes and Kelsey and really have to scrounge. I mean, I'll have some of those lineups in my 150 set. You know, Mahomes, Kelsey, and really scrounging for value. Because like, yeah, you, you might hit on the right value, um, but you might not. And I think that's that, that's a tough thing to predict. Like, I think those lineups are going to be much tougher to catch, like Mahomes, Kelsey, and really scrounging for value uh, than, than Kelsey, a cheaper quarterback, uh, and, and, you know, correlated from another game. Well, let's talk about that third game. You mentioned Geno Smith. Seahawks at home against the Cardinals. Kenneth Walker at 7K, probably one of the highest owning running backs on the DraftKings slate. He's 8,800 on FanDuel. I still think he's going to be owned there. Uh, You got Marquise Brown on the other side, 5,300. He's been getting double-digit targets every week. Whether or not he's pulling the ball down or Josh Dobbs is getting him the ball is a different story. Uh, You know, this may be the last Josh Dobbs game. Uh... Metcalf and Lockett are reasonably priced, but we're seeing right now double-digit ownership there. Compare this to the the Ravens game. Are you much more likely to lean into a chalky Geno Smith stack or a chalky Lamar Jackson stack? Probably chalky Lamar Jackson. Um, And I'm probably going to end up underweight Seattle, and I don't have a huge argument for that. Other than Kenneth Walker is like their Robbie Ray or uh, Blake Snell of, of NFL, where I when he's chalky, I don't want to play him uh, because he doesn't catch passes. You know, he can always hit. So, you know, he's a fast running back. I mean, he can take one to the house. Uh, so, he, yeah, he can he can get a couple of long touchdowns and he's breaking the slate. And when he's low owned, I want to be over the field. When he's high owned, yeah, he can also, you know, put up, 80 solid yards, no catches, and he's like burning your lineups and he's burning, you know, 25% or whatever of, of the of the lineups out there. So I'll probably end up under the field, particularly on Kenneth Walker. Um, like Geno Smith, I'll, I'll play some Geno Smith. I like their rookie wide receiver, JSN. Um, this is, I like actually being over the field, kind of starting about now on rookies because people love to play rookies in week one and two because they're like, oh, this guy just got drafted. He's going to be a star. Uh, you see this with like, you know, with like Justin Jefferson and Jonathan Taylor, like some of the best like offensive players in the game. Uh, they start off slow their, their rookie year. Uh, and then, you know, as they get more familiar and like Seattle's coming off of bye, um, you know, then they start to, to really like pick up the playbook. So I like JSN. I, kind of same thing with Jameer Gibbs assuming he plays, uh, you know, maybe even some Zay Flowers, like fits into this category of, of getting stronger as the, as the season goes on. Uh, so I'll probably playing a good amount of him as a value wide receiver. I'll, I'll end up with some Geno Smith uh, stacks because he's, he's really well-priced, like, especially on DraftKings. Like he should be more than 6,000, um, but I'll probably end up under the field on, on Kenneth Walker. So let's look at some other games. Those are, I think the, the three chalkiest games on the slate. So is there a game that's not out of those three that you are targeting? And I'm going to, I'm going to key in on the targeting. Cause I remember last week, it's like, I asked you and you're like, no, nah, I have no interest in this game. It's like, okay, uh, well, which <laughs> ones are you targeting? I think you mentioned two that are on my list earlier that yeah. I would agree with you. So one is the, is the Vegas bears game. Um, and it's got super low total. And I think it, 
might see some weather. I might just be assuming it's going to have weather because it's in Chicago. There might be maybe no weather. <laughs> um, but we don't um, – I, I think we don't have a starting quarterback for the Raiders. Um, it's going to be either Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer or AOC is going to come out of Congress again and, uh, you know, put on the, the helmet for the Raiders. Uh, I think that like it's just a, such a concentrated offense on the Raiders' side, especially, like, you've got some Devontae Adams, like, squeaky wheel narrative. I don't think Adams is going to see a ton of ownership. Um, not sure what his project, like, projected ownership is, but he's a guy that compiles all perceptions, uh, especially if there's like a squeaky wheel narrative, uh, and especially against a bad defense. And then like Josh Jacobs is always there as an outlet. You know, he's one of the few workhorse running backs left. Uh, not uh, he's not having an outstanding season if you uh, watch the games, but he just gets so much work that he can pile up points. Like I. I'd probably rather play Josh Jacobs than Kenneth Walker at the same price tag or at approximately the same price tag, just because Jacobs gets such consistent work. Uh, and especially if you, I think either Hoyer or AOC probably going to maybe add a little bit to the Josh Jacobs reception total. Um, and like the bears could be a mess, like starting their backup quarterback as well. Who's like an undrafted uh, rookie. Like this could be, so this could be a game where, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it's six to three, because uh, just neither offense can get going. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if you see some short fields on either side of this game and you see the game go way over its total. Right. I, I in running lineups uh with, with our with our projections, I get a lot of get a lot of Raider stacks. Get a lot of Bobby Hoyer. I mean, we have Bobby Hoyer in the in the projections right now, but that could be Aiden O'Connell. Uh not much on the Bears side, but another game that I'm getting. The number the uh, the number one that I'm getting, we you mentioned earlier in the show, the Commanders and the Giants. The top lineups mean this is from a mean projection standpoint. I'm getting Sam Howell, double stacks, and some some or with a bring back of uh, Wandell Robinson, some with the even you take a shot on Saquon Barkley at 8100. I mean. People don't look at the Commanders Giants game as, well, this this could shoot out, but I think that this game falls with the state of the Giants offensive line and the state of the Commanders. I mean, it's it's this is would you classify this as one of those games that could end nine to seven, or it, it, next thing you know, when they're heading into the witching hour, the game is already like thirty four twenty eight. Absolutely. No, it fits a lot of the same things I just said about the Bears and, and Raiders. Like, you could see some short fields here. Like, both offensive lines have had some issues. Uh, you know, you can see, like, I, I put a thing on Twitter last week about Sam Howell just getting sacked over and over again. Uh, like, they, they was Clayus Campbell's 100th sack, and they said, oh, it's his, you know, sacks Sam Howell for his 100th sack. And I, I thought maybe it was Sam Howell's 100th sack, maybe the, in the week. Um, you know, they, uh, Howell takes a bunch of sacks. Like the Giants' offensive line, we've seen on like multiple primetime games now, um, yeah, has just dealing with like horrifying injury <laughs> situation. Literally signing guys off the couch, um, and so yeah, you, you can see like both both QBs like getting sacked, fumble on the the twenty five yard line, and, and turning the ball over. So some short fields. Um, the defenses have been nothing to write home about. I know the Commanders um, benched their like. Uh, their first round draft pick who's a cornerback and then due to injury. Now they've got to reinsert him into the, <laughs> into the starting lineup. Um, so we'll see how that goes. 
Uh, I could see I could see either offense looking the best it's looked all season. Um, I could see either offense turning the ball over a ton uh, and then making the other offense look pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a game that I'll have some interest in. I, I, I'm not seeing it as, like, one of the, my highest-owned games, um, but I'll definitely have some full game stacks. I do think it's, it's uh, it seems to be like the East Coast that's affected by the wind this week. So could see some wind of uh, 20 miles an hour. So maybe that's an argument maybe for a little bit more Saquon Barkley. Um, but, yeah, I think you can definitely play pieces of this game more so than you would with a game that's normally around this total. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Another, uh, you mentioned a quarterback in the late set that maybe you're going to have interest in, the the Packers at the Broncos. You mentioned Jordan Love being under 6K, and he we've seen him. He has some rushing upside also. Uh, the Broncos defense, what can you say? Not very good, right? Yeah. Uh, this game has a higher total, and I mean, like, this is the state. The Commanders-Giants game has a 37.5 total. This game has a 44 total. Like, that's like a... That's a that's a touchdown. That's literally a touchdown difference. So, like, that's significantly higher than some of these other games. Am, am I going to guess that you're going to have some Jordan Love, Christian Watson, Luke Musgrave type of type of stacks in your lineups? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think if that gets overlooked at all, then I'll be over the field because I, I like Jordan Love as quarterback. Um, I you know I think. We always forget about these quarterbacks that sit for a year or two and then they get re- you know inserted into the starting lineup. Um, I wish it was in Green Bay, not Denver, because um, I'm, I'm much more interested in the Green Bay side. But like, I think we're showing Green Bay's implied point total about like 23 and a quarter. That's the third highest on the slate. Uh, yeah, something I guess some, you know, in terms of like context of the slate, there's only 20 teams, so 10 games. I think it's the highest or one of the highest by weeks weeks. By right, you just to put it not to not to interrupt you, just to put it into context, they're tied for the fourth highest. They're tied. They're tied with three with two other teams, 
for the fourth highest, and that's the Packers, the Rams, and what's the chalky team? The Ravens. So the Packers have the same implied team total as the Ravens, who are probably going to be pretty chalky at their prices. So maybe do people do overlook that fact that the Packers, I mean, the, the Broncos, I mean, they've gotten steamrolled by some teams. I'm not saying the Packers are the ones to necessarily be highly likely to do that, but the the range of outcomes is, I wouldn't be shocked, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Jordan Love has put up at least uh, 19 fantasy points in four of his five games, has at least 20 rushing yards in three out of his five games. Uh, I Like, yeah, they, they might not put a ton of points on the board, but they might. Uh, and so that's that's good enough on this slate. And especially, like, Jordan Love is just too cheap. Like, I think he's he's a quarterback that it would not shock me because he's got some rushing ability. He's got some passing ability. Um, you know, Christian Watson has been working his way back, you know, to full strength. Uh, in the, and he's got a, a tight end that can catch the ball, too. So um, I'll probably be over the field on, like, Jordan Love, Green Bay stacks. Um, Jordan Love is just too cheap. And, like, the whole – the whole offense is just too cheap, like 5,800 on DraftKings. Uh, he's probably my favorite quarterback in that range. Okay. I got a vomit stack for you, but before before the vomit stack of the week, and you're going to love the vomit. John, you may actually vomit when I tell you what the vomit stack of the week is. But before that, turning, yeah, um, my stomach. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna. No, trust me, it's going to drip. You're not going to want to, you're not going to want to do this in your lineups. This is a, this is large field only. Uh, how are you handling the running back situation for the Rams because Zach oh, yeah. Evans is 4k. They called up miles Gaskin. He's 4,400 Royce Freeman's also on the practice squad. They're going to have from what it looks like three running backs active. They're all cheap. Zach Evans is the rookie. McVay in the press conference has kind of said, you know, when it's, Oh, Zach Evans is going to get, it's like, not necessarily. Do you want to do you want to play a twenty percent owned four K running back that it's quite possible that you turn on the game and he's on special teams? <laughs> yeah, so we I think I feel like we covered this situation last week with the Arizona running backs uh, that and I you know, I said then and I'll say now it is totally possible. I mean, if we get some strong coach speak that is like no Zach Evans is the guy, he's our guy. We're giving him the ball. He's starting. He's going to get the majority of the carries. Okay. Or Royce Freeman or any of them. If he comes out and yeah. says that Miles Gaskin is the guy, then yeah, then he's if we the get guy. strong coach speak. Uh, then he then yeah, they're only four thousand. And even if it's like a looks like it's going to be a two thirds one third split, I I'll probably a twenty percent seems about right. I think that a four thousand dollar running back that's like one of the highest waiver picks in season long leagues this week is going to see ownership north of twenty percent, similar to like. You know, we thought Moster might be 20% last week. He ended up like 58 or something in the, in the Millie Maker. Uh, so I think Zach Evans could see, you know, really outside still ownership. Uh, I'll be paying attention to the coach speak. If we don't get any kind of clear direction, I'll probably end up under the field. Because I agree. Like you, this is a situation where we think we know who the guy is going to be. We don't know who the guy is going to be. I mean, it, it, yeah, it could be Miles Gaskin. It was in, uh, didn't they sign Daryl Henderson? Like Daryl Henderson's been there before. Did I make that up? I, I well, think. I mean, not. They, I don't think he's there now, but I mean, he was. I mean, we've seen this with the Rams. I mean, yeah. John, we've seen this with the Rams plenty of times. Where, who the hell knows? But the thing that what what other people have pointed out is that 
typically in the past, when they have a situation like this, or when they have multiple running backs, McVay likes to like, he goes with one of them. So this is like the, the, the situation where if it's much more likely that one of these three running backs has like 75% of the work in the game. The problem is you're not going to know which one because we've seen it with Akers. We've seen it with Daryl Henderson. We've seen it with Malcolm Brown. We've seen it with, we've seen it. You go into Ronnie Rivers had one game where he had like 80% of the work for just no particular reason, even with two or three running backs back there. Kyron Williams, we've seen it. So if you get this right on which one of the three it is, you're probably going to be well rewarded. But if you get it wrong, you're going to be sitting there with like two points in your lineup. Yeah. No, they did. They signed Darrell Henderson this week. Resigned him. Well, they did? Yeah. So he's back on the team. So they have Zach Evans, Royce Freeman, Miles Gaskin, and Darrell Henderson. It's going to be one of those four guys. It's going to at least see half the work. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like maybe You don't know three... which one it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I don't even know who's going to be active. Um, I think there's going to be a perception of certainty developing as the week goes on. Because like, because one of these guys is going to be highly projected. Uh, it's probably going to be Zach Evans. Unless we get some kind of very clear coach speak, I'll probably end up under the field. Uh, I didn't I didn't even like count. wasn't even able to count up how many running backs they had signed this week. So it is. It's Zach Evans, Royce Freeman, Miles Gaskin, and Daryl Henderson all on the team. I don't think they'll all be active, but probably three of them will be active. Good luck. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think if Zach Evans sees that outside ownership, I'll be under the field. I know we don't necessarily handle like the like NFL football sports type of talk, but one would could make the conclusion or just common sense. I just think just total common sense that if they were that confident in Zach Evans, would they be signing Daryl Henderson off the street this week? Right. Yeah, and like Henderson's a guy that's been there before. I mean, I don't again. I don't even know if he'll be active. But like you know, maybe maybe they like him as depth because they have to like elevate Royce Freeman from the practice squad. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and I, I think there is a question. Like the practice squad rules are kind of weird, um, so we don't know you know what the motivation is. Like there's only a certain number of call ups you can have you know, between back and forth between the, the practice squad. The guy becomes a free agent at some point. Um, so and that could affect teams like decision making when they when they have guys like active on game day or on the practice squad. I think we have no idea what's going to happen here. And like, if Zach Evans sees like forty percent ownership, I think that's great. Uh, particularly if there's a lack of clarity over who's actually going to be carrying the ball. Okay, so you want you you want it's time for the it's time for the vomit stack of the week. Okay, you mentioned you mentioned wind right on the East Coast. There's going to be some wind, right? Yeah. So. You know, some of these, uh, maybe it's the ball's flying around a bunch, right? So you kind of, we don't really like wind. So we want to go to a place that doesn't have that much wind. Okay, right. So especially a place that pretty much has no wind, like if it's inside, like that would be a great place. We also, like, one reason that we love playing Jameis Winston in DFS or Ryan Fitzpatrick and uh, and, and guys like that is because they throw the ball down the field without a care in the world, yeah. right? So they may throw four interceptions, but they also may throw for 350 yards. Uh, we also like playing against defenses, especially uh, coverages that are on like their fourth, like signing at cornerback and have safeties from like some other team's practice squad, uh, which their opponent does have a bunch of. Uh, we also like playing teams that have good defenses that may get short fields. 
and against uh, backup quarterbacks that are, you know, they're journeymen, but they also threw three interceptions the week before. Uh, can I interest you, Mr. Squirrel, in some P.J. Walker Cleveland Browns stacks in the Dome in Indianapolis? Uh, I'm getting P.J. Walker, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, David Njoku. Uh, you have to assume, like, both teams with P.J. Walker and Gardner Minshew behind, you, you have to expect they're going to run the ball a lot more, right? But what happens if they can't do that? What happens if the Browns' defense stops the run? Why would J- Jonathan Taylor or, or Zach Moss can't run the ball? I mean, these guys are cheap. Downs, Pittman. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the. I mean, Amari Cooper could score a hundred yards. And the thing about PJ Walker is that he 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 gives he gives no shits. Like he just he chucks right, and he may throw some interceptions, but he doesn't mind chucking. Am I nuts for like on a on a slate where? The totals are this low, and like this is like what it, it literally is the only game indoors. No, yeah, I think it's a great call. Um, and, and I don't know that PJ Walker is going to be the quarterback, it might end up being Deshaun Watson. I think Watson's getting in like limited practices. So if it's Deshaun Watson, I'm actually like even more interested. Um, but yeah, I agree. If it's PJ Walker, <clears throat> you probably won't see any ownership at all, and I would still be interested. Um, because there is you know, there's talented receivers here, like Elijah Moore. Amari Cooper, uh, David Njoku. And then I, I do, my, my primary interest would probably be like a Jerome Ford, Cleveland Browns correlation, like Jerome Ford, Browns defense correlation, because Gardner Minshew can chuck it as well. Um, and that's probably going to go less well against the Browns defense than PJ Walker chucking against the Colts defense. Um, but I agree. I, I think people underestimate, especially as the year goes on, I think people underestimate the indoors environment being good for offense. Um, and like the Browns have a great defense. I don't necessarily want to pick on the Browns defense with, with Gardner Minshew, but I think you can go the other way. Yeah. And I think you can play the, some of the Cleveland Browns offense against this, this Colts defense indoors. I think it's a, it's a great call. I don't think anybody's going to go there and they are, they're all really cheap. Right. If we look at the current ownership, there's literally, there's like Michael Pittman. We have currently projected at 11% owned. I don't even think that's going to be, I think, I think, Everyone in this game is going to be single digit owned. How low? Yeah. How where they are in there? I, I don't. I don't. I don't see Taylor getting ten percent or Ford getting ten percent or Downs. There'll be some recency bias, so maybe he won't be three. Maybe it'll be seven or something. But I don't. I don't. I don't see where there's ownership in this game. And truthfully, based on the total, right? The total is what forty and a half. I mean, it probably should be. It, I mean, it, it. This game shouldn't be high owned. But I don't know if the, this game should be as low owned as what we're projecting it to be at these prices. Because I could I could jam in cup into these lines. Like, dude, if you play PJ Walker stack, like, dude, feel free to feel free to play Kelsey. I mean, you could play Kelsey at tight end. You could you could do anything you want in these lines. Yeah, I'm. I mean, Jerome Ford is only eleven hundred more than than Zach Evans, who we don't know if he's going to touch the ball. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to add a little. Uh, Jerome Ford tag there before the end of the day. Uh, Cause I, I, yeah, I can't believe he's only 5% owned at 5,100 playing indoors. Um, and it probably doesn't matter the quarterback. If it's PJ Walker, it's still probably placing Jerome Ford. If it's Sean Watson, uh, the ball probably moving a little bit better. Uh, it would still place Jerome Ford. I might have a little bit of a Jerome Ford bias after earlier this year, but um, 
no, I'm, I'm heavily interested in being over the field there. Uh, and I, yeah, I agree. I think this is actually, it's a good game environment. Indoors environment can always lead to, to more points than, than you would expect. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this game. I think it's attractively priced. Uh, and yeah, you know, like David and Joku, uh, is always a guy that can fill in the, the tight end position with some, some you know, actual pass catches. So, uh, yeah, I think it's not, not as bombed stackish as I would have thought. Okay. So you're not bombing. You're, you're okay. You're, I get the, I get the squirrel patrol pr- yeah. approval. Thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, just want to point out, we also have a props and pick them package here at Roto Grinders. We have experts that weigh in on all the, you know, NFL props start coming out, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We have a prop model coming from scores and odds with our Roto Grinders projections that you could use here to uh, to bet on your your props and pick them cards. I use them. I use the Blitz projections. I use the RG projections. I've been using the NHL projections, John, for NHL props and doing pretty well. And let me tell you, Moneyball 16, Dane Forden, very good NHL projections. Last night I saw in that there was a big 12-game NHL slate that I did play. Uh, I'm starting to play some NHL DFS. Uh, the top two finishers on yesterday in DraftKings, both from, from our Discord, in the NHL Discord. Nice. 50K to first, 20K to second, two different people. And it's, I saw one that I think, I think came in like second in some smaller field thing for like 10K. And he's someone that like, he's like me. He looks at the player names and goes, I've never, I've, they're just names on a spreadsheet and runs lineups in lineup HQ with our NHL projections. And I could tell a week in just in our shots on goal props that uh, they seem to be pretty good to me. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, got to get in the discord. Like, I, I should be in there more often. Um, you, it's amazing how many times I see somebody mentioned in, in a, just a discord chat. It's like, oh, what about this guy? A guy wasn't really on my radar, and then I started looking into it. I'm like, wow, like this this person that's writing this message, who's you know located in whatever area the team is in, like is is definitely got their like you know thumb on the pulse of the the team or whatever. Like that that is a great call that is being under projected. Like but one of the best ways to find under projected players is, is just in the Discord, hanging out, like listening to people or reading what people are saying about you know their local team or the team that they happen to follow, or they just follow the whole league very closely. Uh, so yeah, got to get in the discord. Same for the college football stuff. If you played the slate yesterday in college football, uh, there was a, like a 30% owned guy that didn't even play. That was inactive. That literally inactive. You wouldn't have done that if you were in our discord for college football, because you would have known 15, 20 minutes before lock that, uh, this guy ain't playing like this running back that everyone projects. Well, uh, he's literally not going to play. And this, this happens all the time in college football. I don't mind for the prop stuff because, you know what, it just gets voided. Because uh, I did have his over on, on prop and I just, you know, just voided that. Uh, but the Discord is very, very valuable. Same for NHL with line changes. Tim is in there. All the, I see Tim posting tweets of skater warmups, line changes, all this type of stuff. Like, dude, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Most of our Discord is free. So you just... Go to rotogrinders.com slash discord and sign up. I have a premium channel. There's some premium channels in there, but you know, the least you could do is if you want the up-to-date information and, uh, and bounce questions off of experts and other experienced players, join the discord, right? And like uh, the MMA, the MMA discord, like you, we have the MMA slate coming up early tomorrow morning and you're going to, 
You're going to have the expert survey, right, John? That's going to be out fairly soon. I know it's early in the morning, so like people want to get up on it as quickly as possible. But we're going to have premium content coming out today for MMA. Yeah, I have, I have one blurb left I have to write to my, my UFC tags. Then the article will be done. Uh, expert survey is already done. Uh, I, I know my stuff's already in there. I think it's getting completed today. Um, and you know, speaking of information in the Discord, you know what sport is coming back that can be very news-dependent, especially at the last minute, just next week. Got basketball coming back, so uh, always a good always a good sport for the Discord when you get those last-minute lineup changes, which are probably more impactful for basketball than, than any other sport. So, like I said, join the Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. Send in your questions to the mailbag. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. Those go directly to me. And I, I spread them out throughout the course of shows when topics come up. And I'll always email you back and let you know when something has been covered on the show that you ask a question. So send them in. Uh, John, you got uh, solo ships coming out today, right? You got uh, MMA Crunch. Are, are you guys doing an MMA Crunch time even at like 1030 in the morning tomorrow or no? No, we, we just put it in the chat. We're not doing the, the MMA uh, Crunch time just because it would be probably sparsely attended because <laughs> um, it would, would have to be getting up probably like 915, 930 to, on the East Coast. But uh, you got to get your lineups in. Like, don't oversleep. It is one of those cards. It's in Abu Dhabi. So start at 10 a.m. start time. Like, don't don't reserve stuff Friday night and then think that, um, oh, I'm going to get these in, you know, when I wake up tomorrow, then you're out all night. Uh, you know, get your lineups in Friday night if you can. I actually ran into a golf situation this week. I, I was thinking, oh, I might do PGA this week. And I was out at dinner looking at the line. I'm like, oh, this locks in like 15 minutes because it was a 7.45 p.m. start time, 7.45 a.m. start time, which I'm much more used to in golf. It was a, it was a good thing I didn't have anything reserved. It's like, oh, why are these contests so full? Like, oh, it starts in 15 minutes. Uh, right, so yeah. they're, in, they're in Asia, I believe. That's why. Yeah, it's the Zozo or something like that. It's, it's in Japan, I think. Um, so... Yeah, MMA, I mean, it's a great card. Uh, and there is a possibility the contest still fill because sometimes, like, you know, those people are expecting to wake up on Saturday and start reserving their contests. Like, if you wake up, get breakfast, go out to brunch, come back, like, you're going to be missing three fights. There are going to be three fights into the card. Um, and it is a, like, it's an action-packed card. Uh, a lot of, like, first-round finish equity. So, um, so yeah, should be a good time. But yeah, no, no MMA crunch time. But the the all of, everything else should be out. So, uh, all the scroll patrol takedowns article out pretty shortly here. Hopefully, hopefully in the next hour or so. Um, and yeah, it's a great card. And that's addition to the the uh, other NFL premium content for this Sunday. So you could follow uh, Scroll Patrol on Twitter as you or X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you follow me at Blender HD. And, uh, and yeah, so send any questions, hit that like button. Yeah. Just, I'm going to wave my thumbs at you. Come on. Don't be lazy. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell to always know when we go live here on the Roto Grinders YouTube channel. Cause I'm here. I'm here every weekday, pretty much every weekday, 11 o'clock in the morning, talking about all things that you're thinking about in daily fantasy props and pick them on Roto Grinders today.